Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club. I am your host, Manny G. And joining me tonight is the one who went out on a hunt to find all the barons to avenge his buddy Cade, only to get mixed up in a motorcycle gang. It's the writer's new best friend himself, the Pike Master, Andy. Dude. What's up, buddy? Check out my flame uh, burnout. <laughs> well, we are a part of an excellent gaming community called the Gaming Adventure Club, and this is our podcast. We talk about our gaming adventures throughout the week. What's going on in gaming news? Andy. Yes. We're not alone today. Ooh, I know we snuck some some stowaways aboard. We have two guests today. Please welcome our good friends Ori and Archimedes. Hello. How are you doing? How's guys? it going? Hey guys, what's up? Hey boys. Oh, it's good. Slow clap for both of you guys. Our couple of book club originals right here. Yeah, and a couple of returning guests. Thanks for coming on today, guys. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having me. So we are doing something really exciting today. We are talking about Destiny 2 Forsaken. Yes. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I don't think anyone expected that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, the expansion's been out for a couple of weeks now, right? When did it come out? It's been... The 4th, early September, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... So one, two, three, almost four weeks now. The raid just came out. Mm -hmm. And yeah. earlier this week, I decided, hey, it's time to play some Destiny. Yes. So there we go. Mm -hmm. You grace us with your presence. <laughs> yeah. So it's been cool taking a World of Warcraft break to see what else is out there. Nice. I was late to the game too, but it's been fun so far. So far, so good, man. Let's jump into it. Let's get into all the details so what is Forsaken? Forsaken is the year two expansion for Destiny 2, the game. And it is in stark contrast to Destiny 2 year one. Uh, year uh, one, what's Forsa that? Forsaken, I was going to say, Forsaken is actual Destiny 2. Yeah. <laughs> it actually <laughs> begins now a year yes. late. Yes. Well, with, with uh, when Bungie first released Destiny 2 a year ago, they tried to capture an audience that were not faithful players. They wanted to appeal to a broad audience. And in doing so, they left out so much of what made Destiny 1 so appealing. Mm -hmm. So that did not go over very well. I mean, there was a lot of game to play for about a year, um, a year, for about a month. You know, so often it was described as a, a lake that is, you know, miles wide, but only an inch deep. Yeah, I think after a month I put in... 10 hours until Forsaken came out. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, you know, I played something like 350, 400 hours that first bit playing through the story, leveling up a couple characters. And then Curse of Osiris, it just was like, Bleh. I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had a digital copy and so I couldn't actually break the disc, but <laughs> I did think about smashing the Xbox <laughs> once Curse of Osiris. It offended me to my core. Yeah, I, that's what I, when I stopped playing. Curse of Osiris, I couldn't do it. 
I was hoping that was the thing that brought me back. I stopped playing. Curse of Osiris came back. I was like, okay, I'll do the story, see how I feel. I was sickened. Yeah, and, and in contrast, I um, I played a lot of Destiny through all of those growing pains. And so I think that's why I'm where I'm at it, it, as far as playing the game. And you guys are where you are. You know, you guys did it uh, smart, right? You guys quit it, it during that sort of trouble time. And I just kind of like, you know, like a madman just kind of, you know, clawing my eyes out, <laughs> playing, just, just force feeding uh, the game to myself yeah, you, you know what i mean uh and and i think that really that ruined this game for me you know so <laughs> i i think my perspective is a little bit different than your guys's uh right probably skewed really N- not i think a normal person's perspective but but certainly sort of a cautionary tale right of of you know a developer making changes to the game and actually hurting their game by making uh making you know just kind of burning me out uh on the game so because you tried to stick stick with oh i did i did but finally it just i just kind of broke myself you know we can definitely spend the entire show with uh all of our gripes and complaints about what bungie's done especially there's a lot of them dude we're year two now let's let's uh (laughs) let's get into that there's a lot of them so yeah Mm -hmm. what we're gonna do with the show instead is we're gonna look forward to see what forsaken has to offer now Mm -hmm. our experiences with it and what we're looking forward to in the future Mm -hmm. so bungie's look to change all of their where year one missteps and you know let's see do they actually go far enough so let's Mm -hmm. let's talk about the story Bungie decided to kind of spoil the main part of the Forsaken expansion story. They tell us right up front in their marketing, Kate Six is dead. Oh yeah, by the way, spoiler alert, we're about to talk about Bungie's spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and yeah, just a quick note about that. We're not going to spoil the ending. We're not going to talk about it. We're just going to give our impressions of what we thought about the campaign and some of the details that kind of stuck out to us. And if you but, don't know Cade's dead at this point, I don't even know why you're playing Destiny. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're probably not alive. <laughs> so yeah, Cade's death, that was a huge gamble for them. And just to get everybody's impressions here, do you think that gamble paid off? Uh, Duff, let's start with you, man. What do you think? How did that um, grab you? Well, when they announced it, I was ticked. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, Bungie? This is like the biggest story beat you've got for three years and you're going to announce it in a trailer. And so I was really unhappy that they announced it. I thought it was a decent place to go with the story, but I was unhappy the way they did it. Uh, And now having played through, I think it was exactly the way that the story needed to go to make this. Bungie's always made destiny about the Epic. This one makes it more personal and it felt way more like things mattered that I was doing as opposed to, before where it's like, yeah, I saved the solar system or the galaxy or the universe, but so did everybody else. This felt more mm-hmm. like I was I was getting back at someone. I was I was avenging my friend's death. Yeah, and I, I said um, I was on the Destiny Reset podcast and we talked a little bit about Kate's death and I'm like, hold on, Bungie. You know, you have been doing a bad job at giving a story and then you pulled this card out to kill one of our favorite characters let's see if you could actually justify 
this action with an actual good story in game. And it didn't actually hit me until I did the Ace of Spades quest line. You know, during this quest, you go through these different uh, chests where you unlock these notes that are from Cade. And it did hit me like on an emotional level where I felt like the gravity of the situation where the story kind of all tied in and made it worth it for me. So I was definitely not expecting it. And I was, and I kind of went into it kind of, uh, you know, against it, but, but I think they did a, a good job. Uh, how about you, Ori? What do you think? I'm pretty much on the same page as stuff there. Cause when they first announced, I was like, what are you doing? And I'm glad like in the sense of the game, they didn't try to use that as a, surprise moment like it wasn't like oh Cade died it was pretty straightforward right at the beginning and that's what set you forth mm -hmm. so with that I was kind of happy like he said it made it personal like it gave you a reason for actually doing the stuff you're doing other than oh I'm gonna put the whole galaxy on my back <laughs> yeah I, I think so and the campaign kind of uh, unfolds in a in a neat way we vi visit a couple new places the Tangled Shore the Dreaming City and they were really nice uh, zones. And it's the traditional bungee style where you're playing. The zone is like an, a, either a big noodle or like a donut or something where it's they, they're not good. They, they've never made an open world type zone. Mm, right. And that's something I've always looked for. Mm, donuts. But, you know, I think the uh, the Tangled Shore looks great. I think the Dreaming City is just beautiful. I absolutely love the aesthetic of the zone. It has just this ancient feel and this elven feel. And I, I think it's amazing. But a, a big part of the campaign is where you are trying to avenge Cade as you hunt down all of these barons, these people that are responsible for Cade's death here. And Andy, I know you've been working your way through the Baron quest. Mm -hmm. And um, so how do you feel about them? Do you think they're kind of, I know you've done a handful are they unique enough? Do they have like a, a fun theme to each of them? What do you think? You know what they they really they are uh, the like you said the design of the um, you know the fallen or what are we calling them now? They're not fallen. Scorn. Scorn. The scorn. Yes, yeah. uh, is really unique. Uh, I honestly I know you know the gripe that we have oftentimes. Uh, is that it's just a reskin and you know this that and the other this tr this truly does not look if i'm very honest it doesn't look like a reskin at all um the mechanics of the ai um you know in true bungee fashion is very intelligent right they're they're gonna dodge they're gonna try to stay alive and yeah so i mean that's a completely different uh experience from you know something like warframe right where the ai isn't quite as good right um, yeah. so they do, they did a, a fantastic job, uh, on all of that. Um, I don't really have, uh, any of like the new supers. I mean, I unlocked the new, um, arc, you know, Titan super just because yeah. I'm a, I'm a striker Titan to my core. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard that the better one to get would have probably been the, um, the hammer one. Uh, but you know, I figured you know, I'm going to really take my time with this. I will eventually get that, uh, hammer, uh, super and, and experience it. But so far what I've played, I think I've killed like three, maybe four barons. Um, it, it really, it really is, uh, better than anything that we've gotten. So, 
Yeah, I had a good time hunting them down. I think the rider was pretty fun. And I think we talked about it before that it would have been cool if they had some kind of like a racing aspect to it, but mm-hmm. it was you know, good. Th- you mentioned the <laughs> that pike. That really was, uh, I thought it was like, man, this is super cool. I like this thing. You know, it was it was fun running around and leaving a trail of fire behind me. You know, it was, that, was, uh, yeah, that was a ton of fun. I, I liked how it didn't quite work right. Yeah, at, at the first, beginning, right? You're yeah. shooting all over the place. Yes, a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. That one I had to get help to do because I was super under leveled, and I think it was Duff and was it Papa? I think. <laughs> so I've done that one twice because I think I then did it again with you, yes. Manny, when you were going through. Yeah. And both times I've done it with a group of three, so it's felt like a bike game rolling into that final <laughs> That's funny. fight. It's so fun. It's most fun if you have sleeper and then you just jump off your pike and take her in one. you know it's funny i i've not used outside of the very beginning i just started using my highest light stuff which was i think crimson uh and i forget what the legendaries were but i did have such heartache about uh just breaking everything down you know it's like oh my god i have all this stuff you know (laughs) i just yeah should i get rid of it? it back that's what manny was explaining to me which i hadn't really uh wrap my head around, I guess. And, but I still, you know, I think that sort of, you know, that, uh, I don't know, maybe it's like a Pavlovian thing, you know, for, or maybe that's a poor descriptor, but I just felt like, no, I'm going to never get this again. <laughs> well, games like World of Warcraft, you go through, like currently, you're, we have this raid tier, you can clear the raid, get all this new loot and stuff mm-hmm. and have this, this really cool looking stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when the new raid comes out, you leave everything behind again. Mm-hmm. You have to replace it all. And it's yeah. been going like that for 14 years for World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. So Destiny, mm-hmm. I think, is doing something great with Infusion, but there's been some changes, and we'll get into this later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the idea or the concept of Infusion and and uh and we'll just we could talk about this now too. They've added this uh the collection tab, right? Mm-hmm. Everything you have from from uh from the beginning of Forsaken to the the launch of uh, of Destiny Two, all of that stuff, you know, if you had a copy of it, then it it's saved there permanently. Mm-hmm. My collections look pretty pitiful right yeah. now. Mine's mine's actually mine was was bountiful, if you will. I think I was only missing just a like just a handful of things here and there, and I mean that's no great feat, you know, just because everything was basically handed to me within the first 150 hours. So, um, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't terribly hard. I think the, you know, the things that really ruined the game for me, I, I were, were probably like the Osiris weapons and, uh, some of the catalyst farming that, you know, had to required me to run a bunch of lost sectors, but, uh, y- you know, even those things I got. So, mm-hmm. and it's, I, it's interesting because it's, it's possible those Osiris weapons wouldn't have seemed so bad if we didn't already have great roles on things like the Better Devils mm-hmm. and Midnight Coup and the, exactly. those types of things. Yeah. Maybe the Osiris guns would have felt better. I think so if they were worth it because I know that for a fact, like the, the, the infuriating part was you spent all this time doing that stuff and, and the guns were terrible. Even even the shotgun, which was gr- okay, there were still better shotguns than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all, all that gear was those, designed within those parameters yeah, of uh, their that their whole balancing. One. Yeah. Right? 
those guns had a pretty decent grind to them to oh, get yeah. to. It was they? awful. And that's the other thing, right? Which is, I'm sure we're going to speak on this, but now that there's quote unquote grind back for me, that's like, Oh my God, please. No, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, maybe that yeah. grind is easier. You know, maybe they've adjusted that stuff, but in my mind, I'm just like, or fun. I don't want to do that. I don't well, want to talk that about anymore. the grind now a bit, you know, because what? it's the biggest difference for me is how diverse it is. Mm-hmm. You can go through a ton of different activities to get powerful Ingrams and to to in, increase your level or just to find new mm-hmm. stuff to play with. It's do not what, just doing the same thing over and over. Right. You can do whatever you want to get mm-hmm. an edge transit. Yeah, but I think I think when I when <laughs> I get a dozen of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> when I uh when I say grind, I feel like I'm specifically talking about the grind for, you know, in the case of the Osiris guns were those you know, it's like the swords back in the day, right? You planetary materials until you found the thing, right? The actual uh, material that you needed to make those guns. And now, you know, if I want to infuse something, I have to have all these planetary materials, which were not easy to get in, in vanilla D2, and Master core, Masterworks cores, which are hard to come by. And so I'm, I just think about those things, and I'm like, I don't want to spend all of my time playing... Uh, game modes that I don't want to play just so that I can infuse this thing, you know? So that that's why I say, like, the burnout, right? It's like, ugh, I ruined the game for myself because now those things are probably fixed, and yet my mind goes back to everything in, mm-hmm. D, D, you know, vanilla D2, and, and I just, like, ugh, I cringe. I, it, and and the know. funny thing yeah, is you're probably better off than most, Andy, because you were playing while Ma- when Masterworks came out. So you are going to have way more masterwork oh, yeah. Yeah, than I, people who stopped playing yeah, at the beginning yeah. of Osiris. The infusion system seems geared towards people who played all of year yeah. one. Cause for me, whenever I came back, I had zero masterwork course. So then getting five to infuse the only way I knew to get them was spider. Well, I, I didn't know how to get them. And to it's true. It is true because I have, I think right now about 20 masterworked weapons in my inventory and i have right now 19 cores in my possession and i used i think like six of them to upgrade my bow to like a number seven or eight that first bow that i got so however many it takes to get to that point i already used and so i still i have a lot of them don't do it the name of that bow is is so fitting there's no turning back i infused it up to 10 and I never use it anymore because I have right. better bows. Yeah. And I have no masterwork cores anymore oh. because it, it costs like 20 well, masterwork yeah, cores and to, you get guys, to get to Yeah, and you guys said don't, right? Don't infuse it. Don't don't upgrade anything. So I immediately, I like, I stopped, right? Well, I'm based like, on okay. your recommendation, I'll go ahead and infuse all of my things. <laughs> yes, to quote <laughs> the great Big Papa Los, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway. I actually did masterwork that initial bow that they gave us because I was using it more than any other weapon, and I I like it more than the uh, than the other two bows that I got. Maybe I need to try it out again. I mean, it's, it is tier ten. I might as well use it. It's a fun. I think it's a fun. I one. love that you can f- kill something from like literally across the map, and you can crit something. Mm-hmm. It is uh, it's it's ridiculous, dude. The ranges. Probably close to that of a sleeper simulant. Mm-hmm. And it feels incredible to shoot those things too. Yes. Did you see the video of that exotic bow in action? Yeah, I when did. I <laughs> Oh my gosh. When I asked, you know, I was of course being a complete, you know, insert 
uh, expletive here. Um, <laughs> you know, I asked er- as earlier, or one of the nights you guys were playing about, if they had a bow that would make everything disappear or explode and a big AOE uh, effect. You know, of course, I was referencing one of the Warframes uh, that I use. And then I saw that exotic bow video and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Actually, I guess they, they do, do have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you have, I'm interested. You have my attention. <laughs> now, good luck getting it to drop, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's one of those things. But. Well, let's uh, before we jump further into the the weapons and gearing um, mm. section of our topics here, let's quickly talk about the the new zones, the Tangled Shore and the Dreaming mm. City, and. I kind of mentioned my impressions there of what I thought and um but I wanted to hear from you guys like what do you think about these zones and how uh, how do you like the gameplay and the enemies and how they're laid out For me the Tangled Shore just kind of felt like another destiny area the some of the stuff inside of it was improved but the area itself just felt like another destiny area but mm-hmm. then I'd heard of the Dreaming City because I was a little late coming to it so friends had already been there I was like oh it's just going to be like the reef you know not a real area but another area and then i get there and i was like whoa this is amazing every like just the aesthetics of it are incredible and then it does feel different i don't know what it is about it like being able to go ascendant and there being hidden stuff it just felt incredible once i got there Mm. what about you ark i think that one of the things that gets forgotten a lot with destiny and even i forget it a lot this isn't really a science fiction game. It's a fantasy game. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes place in space, but uh, hardcore science fiction doesn't generally have space magic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And these places feel like fantasy locations to me. The Tangled Shore does have that sort of, uh, you know, dystopian that or Western vibe to it. And then the Dreaming City is, I mean, I think you said it's Rivendell, basically. Yeah. Um, it looks amazing. Uh, and, and there, I was the exact same as Ori. The Dreaming City is way bigger than I was expecting it to be. And there are so many little secrets hidden around. Uh, we've found some of them. I'm sure there are tons we haven't. And it's, it's fun just exploring the areas again. And that was something Destiny 2 lost, I think. It wasn't fun to explore the EDZ or Nessus. Everything was sort of laid out for you already. Mm-hmm. And the Lord. The Dreaming City to me looked a lot like a junkyard. You mean the Tangled Shore? The Dreaming the tangled City shore? or the Tangled Shore? Because the Tangled Shore gives almost like a Mad Max vibe, I, totally I think, got especially you guys. with I the totally storm. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> the Awoken are so upset that you refer to the Dreaming City as a junkyard. It's a bunch yeah. of, it's a bunch of uh, what do you call it, gremlins running around. <laughs> yes. The Dreaming City is a very nice subdivision, Andy. <laughs> take offense to that because i'm gonna work it's the gated community yeah the tangled, the tangled shore is where we grew up oh okay gotcha uh, the dreaming gotcha. city is definitely a gated community it's not uh it's not trivial to get there there are mm-hmm. quite a few things you have to get done to get there mm-hmm. nice it sounds amazing fellas i like the journey that it mm-hmm. took mm-hmm. the tangled shore though does have one of my favorite little bits in the game the dance club lost sector. Oh, snap. First time I went into there, I was like, this is incredible. I started hearing a banjo playing, and I thought something was messing up on my Xbox. Nope. Just a dance club for the <laughs> They finally, for the finally found use for that Paul McCartney song, right? Isn't that what's playing in there? The Paul McCartney song I'm, from Vanilla Destiny? 
I think there's few songs because I just sat there and let the music play and it cycled through a few nice. songs. Is there's a there's a banjo? <laughs> yeah, one of the songs has a banjo Listen, in it. It's incredible. The, the the Awoken. I would never guess that one of the instruments in any music that they listen to would be a banjo. <laughs> no, these are the Fallen, not the oh, Awoken. Oh, oh, this this is not the yeah, Dreaming the City. Hat, you can find this. There's like a little dance club for the Fallen. Eh. And they're playing like real music. Okay, and then it makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> All those extra arms. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. man. They must be able to play, eh? Or the heck out of a banjo, right? <laughs> so we, we mentioned the grind up a little bit. We talked about some of the gear acquisition that you have and and all the different ways you can get powerful engrams and, and random rolls and stuff. Let, let's kind of talk about that. Like, so far, I have found several weapons that I thought were just so fun. Like, one of them, the one that sticks out to me the most is the Misfit. It is a, a, a auto rifle that is super high rate of fire. It's, it feels like I'm shooting a submachine gun, but it has the range of an auto rifle mm-hmm. and it just like melts in PVE and PVP. That gun has been just awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, I love it, man. You know, it's funny that, that you say that because yesterday, I think yesterday, either you told me or you messaged me, you said, Hey, if you get a gun called the misfit, keep it right yeah uh or put it away or something like that and then today you know my boys have been playing uh Dest- the forsaken a ton yeah. they have been they've been hitting it hard and uh <laughs> the uh my oldest uh was playing and i walked in uh you know his game area and he's shooting this gun i'm like what the heck gun is that dude let me see and it was the misfit i was like oh <laughs> man he said i should keep that gun <laughs> okay now I know. What 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 was the one in in D one Doctrine of Passing from Trials? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. One of my yeah. It man. it has. I, that's why I think Manny probably thought you'd like it because that. Oh, I love the it. Misfit definitely has that, that sort of like just bullet hose feel to it. Except it shoots like electrical bullets, man. Electricity bullets. <laughs> yes, it does. That's awesome. Yeah, if it's arc. It yeah, it's, really it's cool. arc. So, yeah, it has like a blue color to it. It's great feels so good really good range too nice what what about you guys you guys find any any gems not yet i'm just i'm still on the power level grind so i'm basically just equipping whatever i find i did get the dreaming city sniper oh that's right i can't think of the name of it off the top of my head but that one's really fun a fast firing sniper i mean it's super quick for a sniper and i was enjoying it especially pve just taking out little people (laughs) really quick (laughs) there are a few um the dreaming city weapons in general are pretty good i think tiger tiger spite is the auto rifle i am not an auto rifle guy i'm a scout scout hand cannon kind of guy and i've been using that auto rifle a ton uh hazard of the cast the auto rifle from gambit um one of the nicest things i think in where the game's at right now is that you can use any class of weapon and have success as long as you use it in in the right way and the fact that they've changed up the slots allows you to use a lot more variety in the way that you use your weapons mm-hmm. or three shotguns or three shotguns mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. three sniper rifles i had you know what i found a uh, primary sniper rifle which kind of threw me for a loop i know they've been saying that and i'm like why is a sniper in my primary <laughs> <laughs> oh really you did or kinetic i'm sorry it's called kinetic right sure same yeah. thing 
Okay. Ori and I were talking about this the other day that he was he was using the proper terms and I'm like I just think about it as primary, secondary, and heavy. And heavy. And then yeah. I use kinetic and energy ammo and I just pay attention to what ammo is needed and all that. And he's like using the terms properly. I'm like whatever. It doesn't know. matter as long as you know yeah, what you're you were doing. throwing me off. <laughs> You're saying you needed elemental <laughs> for a primary, and I'm like, what is happening? It it was a change when the first day that that happened in uh, Solstice of Heroes, because uh, a week before Forsaken, they actually made those weapon changes, and the number of times a bunch of us were running Escalation Protocol, and the number of times we accidentally changed to like the heavy slot, looking for our shotgun, but our shotgun was in the the energy slot or something like that. Yeah. It is it led to some pretty. Um, embarrassing moments in uh, PVE. <laughs> That's funny. There's no I such bet. thing as embarrassing moments in PVE, Archimedes. <laughs> you know this. Just because you have no shame doesn't mean the rest <laughs> of us don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I know, Andy, you didn't get a chance to, but I think we all got a, uh, a chance to jump into Iron Banner. Mm-hmm. Uh, 6v6, not capture the flag, control. I did, I did get a package from old... Uh, uh, oh, salad, do you have salad bar? You had some tokens, huh? Yeah, I got a pulse rifle from him. You pulled a Papalos? Well, I didn't have that. I think many. Papa I stopped, had like five hundred of them or something crazy. He did yeah? I no, think I... he got every weapon and every every armor piece. Yeah, well, before by, he even started. By then, I had jo- I had dropped off, and I had I only had like twenty one uh, tokens left. But well, let's talk about how PvP felt in just the normal six v six. I I personally thought it was great. I loved it. I had some really, really good moments where I was getting like back-to-back double kills and and just a feeling just that power fantasy again. It felt so very good. The time to kill felt right. And for me, like just PvP is is just something that could keep a gaming experience alive for a long time. And I was having some really, really good games and not not because I was doing super well, but it just felt really good you know but what do you guys think am i am i alone on this or do you guys like how the uh pvp is balanced right now i like it a lot all i've done is iron banner so far i haven't done any regular crucibles so it's been all power level yeah but even with sometimes be going up against people 20 30 higher than me it doesn't feel bad like as long as you can get in there and play the way you should play with your weapons you can still win fights and I'm having a blast, but some of those maps are really claustrophobic now that it's 6v6. Yeah, they've created an interesting problem. They designed a lot of these maps for 4v4, Mm -hmm. but you jam extra people in there and the spawns are just wrong. You know, some, some games you just feel like, like you're just, you know, like a, a, there's a snake in your chicken coop, dude. And you're just, you can't get away, man. (laughs) Yeah. And see, I actually don't think that the spawn problem is the maps. I think it's the addition of the lockdown mechanism where if you capture all three spawn point uh, or all three control zones, they lock down, right? So yeah. there's an incentive for your team to move around the whole map. So it's harder to know where to spawn people based on where their teammates are. Whereas for up until, you know, they introduced that, I think in the Iron Banner during Solstice of Heroes, most teams would try to hold down two points, right? Like either A and B or C and B. And so you almost always had a safe spawn. And because your team's moving around so much now, there are no longer easy spawns. And they've kept that super fast respawn because of the fact that you can lock down the zones. 
And so I had at least three or four times we were playing one of the maps the other day where I spawned at sea, but there were two enemies at sea and none of my teammates anywhere to be found. And that that was frustrating. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. And that, that can definitely explain it because in standard control, you want to hold hold specific zones. You don't want to flip the spawns and capture right. all three of them. Yeah, that's and a good point. So I, I think that that's some of what's going on. I haven't noticed it as much in, say, Clash that I'm getting, uh, like, because I've played the regular Crucible as well. I don't see that happening as much in Clash as I do in Control, and I, I do think it's down to that change in mechanic more than anything. I I have not played any PvP in Forsaken. I did jump into 6v6 whenever it was, you know, first introduced in, uh, I guess, Warmind. Um, mm-hmm. And it, like, back then, I don't know if they've tweaked it at all uh, since then, but it, it felt so crazy. And again, this is probably more due to the fact that I kind of force-fed myself Destiny 2 for 480 hours or something crazy. Uh, I, I don't even know. Whatever Xbox says, whatever, you know, Time Wasted says, I played a lot, you know? And so yeah. um, I, I became very accustomed to the 4v4. Right. I think I have like 45 minutes worth of fusion rifle um, kills uh, just from clips. You know, it was so much fun to play with the fusion rifle. All that being said, I was never a guy who played a ton of PvP. So I think that like a lot of systems that were in place uh, made me feel like I was better than I actually was. Right. The matchmaking. Uh, the fact that it was 4v4, that the TTK was longer, you know. Um, so now that's kind of turned on its head, and it makes me very anxious about jumping back in there. I did try the 6v6, and I, it just my play style did not work um, with even just those, you know, two extra people on the opposing team. Opposing team. So, but you also played 6v6 before the weapon changes, and now yeah. if you were if you were having yeah. a lot of success with a fusion you can respawn every time with a couple of shots in your fusion rifle. Yeah, that sounds, it's very tempting, man. I love... And what if I told you, Andy, rifle. that you can kill somebody with your shoulder charge? Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. But I don't move fast anymore, dude. Doesn't <laughs> if, matter. You if still I could kill skate, <laughs> If I could skate and shoulder charge, that would be, that would probably be... Anyway, I, I have no context for this conversation. You guys know much better than, than I do, so... Well, I know Striker Titans have killed me multiple times with their shoulder charge good you probably deserved it yeah one i probably one did killed me the other day and he was like 15 lower than me i was sad <laughs> but at least now that shoulder charge is a charged melee right mm-hmm. yeah so it's still frustrating it's but it's not frustrating in the way it was in d1 when you had guys that basically got all their kills from shoulder charge right i never did that. I never did that <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's the only well, weapon i had all right, guys, before we hang up our microphones, let's talk about this amazing game mode that they added, Gambit. Dude, Gambit is so good. Dude, I love this so much. So you start you start your game with your team of, uh, it's 4v4, right? Mm-hmm. And you have these, these PvE encounters where you kill enemies, you grab their moats, and then you bank the moats, right? You take them to the center location, and every time you bank either 5, 10, 15 moats, it sends an enemy onto the other teammate, on, I'm sorry, onto the other side. And depending on the amount of moats that you just banked, 
it spawns enemies over there that they have to kill before they can bank their moats. You bank a certain amount, then you've spawned your primeval. And then once whoever kills their primeval first wins the round. It's the best of three. And what I think changes us up and makes us crazy is that after banking a certain amount of moats, you get a, a portal that opens up and one person on your team could invade the opposing team and you can go and kill them. You can, you could kill them and that will, you know, whatever moats they're carrying, they lose them all. Or if they have their primeval up, it adds health, right? It heals them. So Gambit is an, a fantastic idea and I have had a great time playing Gambit. Yeah. Skill up, uh, you know, just to give him a plug, uh, I'm, and and especially as far as Bungie and Destiny are concerned, he's probably one of the reviewers that I trust the most because he has been so critical of the game from really like a month after it was released on. Um, and he really has changed his tune on uh, Forsaken. There, there's a review out there. I would, I would look it up. I, I think for those of us that have some reservations about getting back in, I think he's a good voice uh, and a good perspective. Uh, for those players and he cannot say enough about gambit i haven't played it myself but hearing you guys talk and then hearing him say the things that he has like to just make statements like this is the best game mode that they have put out far better than trials of osiris and we we know how popular that was to say something like that man it, if it doesn't raise your eyebrow i don't know what will you know yeah i think this go ahead ori this this is the best addition to destiny especially for Destiny 2 at this time when I think this is the point where you're either going to win people back or lose them for mm -hmm. good. This this game mode alone won me back before I even got through the story. And especially if you're going in there with a team of four, it's incredibly mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, I, I think that this game mode has a lot more legs than Trials because I don't think that this game mode is going to weed out the weaker players early like trials did like it tended to be with trials every time there was a new expansion you'd have a fair number of people at least trying it out and so there'd be a few easy games in there or whatever right mm -hmm. but then they'd fall off and eventually you were just playing against top players all the time mm -hmm. at least in this game mode if you can play as a team you can beat anybody because even if the other team has a great invader, it doesn't matter. If you play as a team, there's still one v4ing you if mm -hmm. you're if you're smart about it, right? If you're communicating, yes. mm -hmm. um, and if you love the PvP stuff, you can go in and try to one v4 them. And and mm -hmm. the number of times you know you come back and it tells your team your invader's back and he got three kills and your team's like, yeah, way to go. It it feels it feels really good. Um, this is. I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Jason Schreier. Somebody said like, it's hard to believe that they didn't come up with this mode before mm -hmm. because it's so obvious now looking at it that this was a mode that was needed, but it's not the most obvious mode to come up with in the first place. And I, I do think it has legs. Mm -hmm. it, it is like exhilarating. I was playing uh, by myself. Was it either this morning or last night? And I got to invade and my heart is just pumping because, you know, you have your timer is when you're going to get ported back and they have their primeval out. I'm looking for people and just getting that one, two kills. It's just, man, I don't know how to describe the feeling other than just pure excitement. 
Well, it you made did, you. I loved it. It made you grind for your sleeper, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I started. I started uh, like at one in the morning last night. Yeah. I thought the sleeper is so effective in this game mode. I have to get it. Yeah. So now I just have uh, uh, a couple more things to do, and then I'll have my sleeper. Well, Manny, just in time for next tonight. week when they nerf it. Well, yeah, I was no. going to say, Manny, <laughs> I, I would gladly not nerf it. Tonight. I would, I would, I would <laughs> gladly give it, give you mine if, if I could. Um, <laughs> Dude, you're going to need that for when you get into Gambit. Yeah, yeah, but, I suppose. But think about this: it, it's not even just getting the sleeper, but now people are going to want to run the raid layer, the Spire of Stars raid layer, to get that, um, the sleeper catalyst because it basically just removes the charge time. If mm. you've ever been invaded by somebody that has a catalyst on their sleeper, good luck. It's uh-huh. like a sniper rifle. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Pew, pew. Yeah. That'll body shot you, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Sleeper yeah. kills you. You don't have to be precise with that gun. Oh, boy. That happened to me once, and I didn't know what hit me. <laughs> nice. Like what, what Duff said, you know, if if you're playing as a team, you're getting invaded, you know they have a sleeper because they just killed somebody. Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, when they invaded you the last time, then you work as a team. You find cover. You hunt them down together. And you know you can find success even against strong teammates, strong uh, strong opponents. So you right. can invade and not even attack anyone on the other team, because the fact that an invader is present makes people stop worrying about damaging the boss, and they start thinking about the invader, mm-hmm. and that gives your team time to just burn down the boss while all they're doing is worrying about where you are on the map. Right. Yeah. Right. right. There's so many different ways to play. I think in that same video that Andy was talking about skill ups video he says you know he could easily have a 13 minute video on all the strategies you can use in gambit because mm-hmm. there are tons of different ways to play the game and they still haven't I, mean, I think it's safe to say that they still haven't figured that game out right like it's so new um i'm sure there's so many other tactics and um play styles that that um that are that are yet to be discovered you know yeah so. we played with a team of four yesterday where it was just like okay who's going to be the moat collectors who's going to be the invader who's going to be you know and you can break it up like that or you can have everybody collecting moats if you want it Mm -hmm. i mean and those are just simple strategies well the interesting thing that um that skill up mentioned i think it was skill up uh was saying that uh you you weren't ever truly out of a game i guess which i i guess is good motivation to kind of stay in it and say hey like the game isn't over until it's over right i don't know that for a fact i just that's what he mentioned no, i think that's true because i was in a game where the other team had their primeval up and we just kept getting invaders in there just slowing them down and we ended up winning that round mm-hmm. and that's what i like about the invading is not only if you get kills while you're in there you're taking away the dps on the boss you're healing the boss so it it's a double-edged sword whenever you get a kill in there. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, real quick, I do want to throw these in there because um, from my perspective, from the guy who's kind of here on the edges, right, uh, some of the things that I wasn't crazy about, um, just because it sounds like, you know, everybody's having a great time. I think the infusion thing, that might be something that Bungie needs to work on. Um, yeah, they should need to fix it. It's you know, broken. just just take masterwork yeah. cores out of infusion and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's well, it. Yep. It's not even well, a difficult fix. Whatever it is, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not crazy about the change that they've made there. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm, I feel to wrap my head around why they would want to do that. That was infusion wasn't a thing that was a problem, right? It was yeah, your game was a problem. <laughs> um, so that um, 
you know, the movement thing, that's that's more of, of a me thing, right? That doesn't necessarily make it an actual problem. I always throw this out there and I'm going to throw out there, throw it out there again. The fact that they're giving us just the same guns again, right? Like I, I really would like, I, and I'm sure they're giving us a bunch of new loot. I'm just saying like enough with the Lord of Wolves and the Queensbreaker bow and all these same old guns. We've had, we've, we've been getting them back over and over again from back in D1, right? So just get us some new stuff. It was another thing. I forget what it is now, but I think the big one, the infusion, I think that would definitely, if they take that out, I think I'd feel a lot better about not having to grind so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, those are all, those are all pretty, that's some fair feedback. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, most of us would probably agree Yeah, as well. And, and the thing is, I mean, as far as weapons go, like regular legendary weapons go, um, the Dreaming City and Gambit really are where the, the better weapons are the right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Exotics have an exceptionally low drop rate, mm-hmm. as do Masterworks, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it means that I've probably put 40, 45 hours into Forsaken, and I haven't seen uh, Forsaken and Exotic yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? you know what? One more thing I did with trading. There should be, and we might, we talked about this a little bit, some form, right? Not Not specifically this kind of trade, just the ability to trade drops at least with the guys that you're with right your fire team or whoever's doing that thing with you yeah like division style maybe trading. maybe because duff you were mentioning right like you've gotten how many highlight boots and like that's not what you need yeah it would be nice for us to you know help each other out i think if they had something like that in there that would feel better you know yeah, and and the division thing like i think there's a danger in opening trading to everybody mm-hmm. uh because it means you know somebody can give away all their galler horns or whatever. Right. But um, I do like the way the division does it where it's anybody that was in your, the equivalent of a fire team mm-hmm. has now an hour. You guys can trade anything you want amongst each other. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something that would be cool. That would be great. Uh, the only other thing, uh, Manny, I think that it's popped up on Reddit a few times uh, to just quality of life things that would be nice. Um, it would be really nice if there was a bounty board, like they had in Destiny 1, there's a, a an ironic sort of post on Reddit right now saying, like, I've got this idea for a central place where you could get bounties. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be here, pretty sweet. Here's a picture of it, and it's it's just the Destiny 1 bounty board. Yeah. Because it does, like, every time before you play, you have to sit on that long loading screen waiting to get to the tower to then run to Zavala and Shax and uh, the Drifter. And mm. it would be nice if you could just... And Hawthorne. Yeah, and Hawthorne. Hawthorne. And if Salad Bar is in the tower, tower you got to go see him. Kate's uh, probably got a bunch too. Oh, uh, oh, 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 too soon. Oh. Too soon. Sorry, sorry. The boys. Colonel. <laughs> does the Colonel have any bounties? Is that a uh, chicken down? Oh, no, they should. They should have some Colonel bounties. Um, and then the other one is uh, there's absolutely no reason why Year One armor shouldn't be in the loot pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has it. I mean, I can understand the Year One guns, maybe that you don't want some of those guns to have random rolls on them. But but the the year one armor is just aesthetic and you'd give it some random random perk sets and you yeah. would just open up the loot pool significantly by doing sure. that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I think this cool. I think Forsaken is great. It definitely fixes what what um a lot of the problems, but it doesn't fix everything. They definitely went a long way. But I do think that Bungie still has a long way to go 
for me personally, they have not won back my loyalty as a fan. Um, all they've done is won my money as a customer. So that is still saying something. I think some of the stuff they pulled with Eververse and uh, throttling of XP and and these different things that felt like they were more like a personal harm and taking advantage of more than just um, trying something new. Those things stick around and they definitely hurt a lot more. So, um, you know, I, I'm playing it for now and I'm having a good time. And when I'm done having a good time, I will be done with Destiny. You come play Warframe with me. <laughs> Eververse <laughs> is a lot better than it was. It is. That's, yeah, that's definitely right. a significant that improvement. And there mentioned. are bounties. Oh, there's another place. Yeah. There's another place you got to stop to get back. No, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but you can earn bright. But you can earn right. bright dust now. What an amazing um, concept. And then the uh, the other thing that I think that they need to look at is um, just generally if that first expansion of that annual pass isn't on point. Yeah. We're going to have the exact same thing we had with Curse of Osiris. Mm -hmm. So they really have to make sure that that feels like it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the other thing for me is if they had given us the annual pass just as a show of good faith, I think that also would have gone a long way. But they're a business, you know, they they need to make mm -hmm. money. So I, we would hate for them to shut their doors. They did Hey, dude, they did give me 1000 silver. I don't oh, know if nice. anybody else got that, that but I got a I thousand not. silver when I. I guess your your whatever however many hours you put in were worth more than mine. Oh, did you did you get the season pass? I no, yeah. I did not. Nope. I did, so I think it might be tied. I, to I the think season it probably pass. is. Yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not pre-ordering, mm -hmm. and I'm not getting season passes anymore. That's any game, not just you know related to Destiny. That's can, across. Can the you board. even buy the new ones? Like when they come out. Are, can they be purchased separately or do you have to buy it as part of an annual pass i think it's a one currently you have to buy the whole thing. one price okay. thing for what but you don't have to buy the whole thing now right for what for all the, the stuff pass. that's coming out with the season pass yeah. oh i don't know annual pass. I'll, i mean when it gets here if they have it i'll buy it if not then i'm not gonna buy it mm. so it's it's go. on them if they want to make my money then sell me the sell me what i want you know then make it good budgie <laughs> well that it does anybody has have uh, anything else just a quick one yeah go for it, go for it. watching skill ups video and seeing that game on pc makes me feel a little bad that i play on xbox yeah it's very pretty it's very pretty <laughs> it looks so much better yeah i know i tried to get some of you to come over before forsaken came out but no one's no one wanted no one. to no, no, i have I the have base it. game but yeah i don't have yeah. the rest it looks super good on the xbox one x <laughs> no uh, no drop frames either how are your loading times <laughs> they're good that's the only other bad, Ori, how are bad my loading thing in times? the game right now is loading times <laughs> suck whenever I'm doing a strike with Manny he'll He's be there. halfway yes. through the strike yes. before I get <laughs> loaded <that> crazy? <laughs> yeah what, yeah Monster Hunter did that for us he, uh. we would we would pick a mission and he would just he would be there just waiting for us and we're like we're coming Manny we're almost there <laughs> <laughs> and then the only other thing is a shout out to Big Papa Los because uh, when I came back to the game in Solstice of Heroes and had been away for so long, he carried me through things like Whisper and mm -hmm. and showed yeah. me a lot of the things I had had been missing out on. So without him, it would have been a little bit that guy's a saint, a little man. bit rougher getting that back guy, into the game. 
that guy's tr- the real hero, man. That guy, talk about sticking it through, man. He has he never put the game down, man. He chipped away at it, right? I'm sure yep. he played much a much more measured way than I did. But he's still there, and he's been there from the beginning. So that guy's a great resource, man. He is the man, the myth, and the legend. Mm-hmm. The That's Papa right. Lose. The. The only voice that gives Manny a run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> awesome that's our forsaken show people hope you liked it and if you have any anything you want to talk to us about um forsaken related just uh jump on into our discord we are all there gamingadventureclub.com slash discord you could reach out to us there we're all hanging out and andy we've got a five star itunes review what yeah do you want to read that sure let's uh let's see Five stars by, oh, look at what a wonderful surprise. My boy, Angel Thresh. Shout out to my boy, Angel. It says, oh, oh, Sherpa, my Sherpa, the best guys to make a world a better place to game. With the best hype man intros to date, the best voices ever recorded. I think he's talking about you, Manny. (laughs) And the greatest people on God's green earth. He's talking about me there. Uh, there hands go. down, the best place to be is right here with Gaming Adventure Club. Kisses. He send us smooches, Manny. <laughs> Thank you, Angel. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Awesome. Another great dude. Yes, absolutely. Very great. Yes. And before we go, we want to say thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us at patreon.com slash gaming adventure club. Thank you so much for doing that. We thanks, really appreciate guys. it. Yes. And Duff, Ori, do you have any uh, shout outs, any plugs, anything? Do you want people to come find you and stalk you? Um, for finding me, everything is SC Oreo 70 and I do have a lost connection. Playing Rocket League the other night. I was playing with some cool guys. Uh, they asked what the Game and Adventure Club was about, and I talked to them. So if you're listening, hey, jump in Discord. <laughs> Be fun to play with <laughs> you. Put it, in the, put it in the ad section at the very back of the paper. <laughs> and exactly. <laughs> and you can find me at Archimedes seven 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 on all the consoles and uh on uh Steam and that kind of stuff. And I just want to give a shout out to all the blueberries who I complained when we had A and B that they were capturing C. Now I want to thank you for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, go awesome. find these two guys. These t- these two guys are in uh Discord. Great, great dudes to game with. Tons of fun. Uh I'm on Twitter. I'm a Twitter master, Manny. Andyman228. Negative. <laughs> Andyman228 <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, in Discord, uh, I'm happy to talk. Uh, certainly Forsaken. Warframe currently is my game of choice. But any other games, we're, uh, we're playing all kinds of stuff uh, on Discord. So come in and, uh, and have fun with us. Awesome, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Sweet. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us. Again. So until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. Duff, you're going to play Warframe Forsaken. with me. Warframe on Switch. Sinking.